The Secrets of Doctor Who is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous supporters. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash donate. You're listening to The Secrets of Doctor Who, episode 150. Yay! Woohoo! It's our 150th, our sesquicentennial. Because we're base 10 uh, individuals with 10 fingers and 10 toes, uh, it's a big deal for us. Yep. One day, I shall come back. That's it. I've been renewed. As when a Time Lord's body wears out, he regenerates. I'm a Time Lord. I'm not a human being. I walk in eternity. Braveheart team. Change, my dear. And it seems on a moment too soon. Unlimited vice pudding! Physician healers. Wearing a bit thin. Fantastic. Allons-y! I am Scottish. About things. Ooh. Should be fine. So, I'm Don Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Doctor Who, where we discuss everything about the hit BBC series Doctor Who. And to celebrate our 150th episode of the show, we're doing something a little special today. We're going to be discussing our rankings of the of the doctors. I was going to say 13 <laughs> doctors, but uh, maybe maybe not. There's a some fluidity oh. in the numbering. And in the uh, in the great tradition of uh, classic television, we're going to have a look back show. <laughs> That's right. It's a clip show. No, it's not. No. <laughs> instead of instead of focusing on an individual episode, we're getting meta. That's right. Yep. So joining me today on the panel, as you've heard, are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father Corey. How's it going, Dom? Very well. And Jimmy Aiken. Hi, Jimmy. Howdy, Dom. So, folks, uh, especially with this episode, I uh, want to suggest that if you enjoy what you hear, please share it on your social media, share it with other Doctor Who friends. And uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun and it might be a nice way to introduce people to what we're about and, you know, kind of the flavor of the, of the, the, the podcast. So we really appreciate it if you'd share this with folks that you know. So we're going to start with uh, something a little different. We're not going to go right into our rankings. We're going to start with a discussion of our impressions of each of the doctors. Uh, Jimmy, you you came up with this idea. Could you explain uh, how this is going to work or where you got the idea from? Yeah. So some years ago, I watched a seven-part critique of The Phantom Menace on YouTube. It's like (laughs) 70 minutes long when you put it all together. It was by a group called Red Letter Media, and it it was featuring a character called Mr. Plinkett, who is apparently a film critic and serial killer. And so it was actually, it is not entirely family friendly. So warning about that, but it was really good film criticism. I didn't care for the serial killer jokes, but, uh, but it was really good film criticism. And one of the things that the Mr. Plinkett character did in this critique of the Phantom Menace was take ordinary people and ask them a question without saying what their job is or what they look like, think of as many ways of describing the following character as you can. And this would be a a test of how vivid and strongly realized this character is, because the stronger the character, the more people should be able to describe what this person is like without appealing to what their function in society is, i.e. their job, or what their costume is like. And so he would then say Han Solo, and people would have no problem. It's like, oh, he's a womanizer. He's a rogue with a heart of gold. He's uh, kind of he's self-assured. He's really cocky, but he's uh, you know not as tough as he thinks. He, you know, they just had no problem describing Han Solo. And he'd say C-3PO. Oh, he's uh, he's a prissy. He's uh, kind of uh, self-important. He is very particular. He's kind of nervous, and they'd have no problem describing C-3PO. And then he'd say, Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> and the people would say, which one is he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and exactly. It's just really hard. One of them finally comes up with Stern, <laughs> <laughs> kind of uncertainly. And so I thought this would be a, a, I think this is a really good film criticism tool for figuring out how strong and how well drawn individual characters are. 
And so I thought it'd be fun. Actually, I was thinking about doctor's companions initially and the adjectives I'd use to describe them. But then I thought, let's let's use that as a tool for uh, doing the doctors themselves and how how strong each of the doctor's characters has been. Good. So let's do this. Uh, let's go one by one through the doctors then, and we'll kind of see how, how this comes out. Uh, let's start with the first doctor. Uh, Father Corey, why don't you start with, with that? What did you come up with for the first doctor? Uh, I had trouble kind of coming up with the word for this, but kind of like the stern grandfather. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jimmy? I, I thought of irritable, um, mischievous a little bit, mm-hmm. um, kidnappy, or <laughs> <laughs> especially in the beginning. Yep. Use little, yeah, <laughs> and a stern. Yep. So I think there are a number of adjectives, and they're not all particularly flattering ones for right. the character. Grandfatherly, also. I came up with moody, irascible, somewhat doddering, um, mm-hmm. and uh, this is more descriptive of the actor, but constantly flubbing his lines. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, since Will- William Hartnell would fluff his lines, they would call them Billy Fluffs. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so th- I mean, that sort of, but that feels characteristic to me of of the character. I mean, that sort of lays on the character him- uh, himself. That sort of doddering, uh, right. not quite always competent aspect. One thing I do kind of want to mention when we talk about the first Doctor, though, is if you haven't watched any of the original first Doctor episodes, you really don't have a good understanding of the character. I. I like David Bradley's portrayal in Twice Upon a Time. Yeah. But I think they were a little unfair to him because they made him look like one of the, the acronyms you could use or one of the phrases you could use is misogynistic. Yeah. And he wasn't. And he was yeah. not at all. And I, I think that's a, that was an unfairness in otherwise an excellent episode. Right. An excellent right. portrayal of the, of the first Doctor. So I just wanted to throw that out there while we're talking about him. Yeah. And, and frankly, I think David Bradley's portrayal was great apart from the lines that they gave him. Uh, where they made him seem that way. David Bradley's portrayal also would, to my mind, add another adjective for the for the first Doctor, which is vulnerable, mm. because he yeah. shows a vulnerable yes. side in Twice Upon a Time that didn't really come across in the same way with William Hartnell. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right. So uh, in overall, you'd say that th- then we've probably got a pretty good portrayal and creation of a character here. Then is is, is mm-hmm. that how that yeah. works? Yeah. Okay. So uh, second Doctor, uh, Father Corey. I think uh, what I describe him as is childish, and I don't mean childish as in like temper tantrum, as in he childlike. Acts childlike. That's a better yep. way to put it. Childlike, mischievous, mm-hmm. uh, easily underestimated, but has a bit of a temper. Ooh, interesting. Uh, what about you, Jimmy? I, I I I would say that Patrick Troughton's second Doctor is whimsical and mischievous and childlike. And sly, mm. because he's not, he, he's, he is, he comes across as humble, and he is humble. Uh, that's another adjective I would use. Mm-hmm. But he also deliberately uses that to get people to underestimate him. I yeah. saw uh, someone's video where they were putting the doctors in Harry Potter's houses from Hogwarts. <laughs> and I haven't read enough of the Harry Potter things to have a good handle on the houses. But I did agree that the second doctor could be understood as a Slytherin who wants people to think he's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Interesting. Mm, there you go. Yeah. Well, I had him as whimsical, agree, quirky, sometimes clueless. I think sometimes he doesn't understand the people around him the way he should. Um, kind and empathetic. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I was thinking oh, of absolutely. Revenge of the Cybermen, where he was. Uh, talking to that uh, the 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 girl who had just to lost, Victoria Victoria right who just lost her family, and it came across as very perhaps the kindest of all the doctors I think. Uh, so I, I like that. So uh, let's go, Jimmy. Let's sort of switch it up. Why don't you, why don't you start with the third doctor? Aristocratic, mm. physical. Okay. He does a lot of physical stuff, including martial arts. Arrogant a little bit. A little bit bombastic. He uh, he he will berate the brigadier at the drop of a hat. <laughs> yes, I think he's the most regal of all of the doctors. Mm. So that's just another way of saying aristocratic. Hmm. Yep. Father Corey, 
I said uh, 007 meets Time Lord. <laughs> nice. he's, yeah. he's an action hero. You want, like, like you said, Jimmy, you know, he's, he's, he's doing the karate, you know, the Venusian karate and things like that. But he's also sciencey and techy. You know, he's, he's got the, the, the science mind, the technical mind. Uh, snazzy is a phrase I would describe. Yeah. You always got to have that mm-hmm. yep. appearance of, you know, the, the yellow roadster and the cape. You know, it's all snazzy, I guess is just a good phrase for it. The frills and the smoking jacket. Yeah. But now we're actually veering, we're breaking the rules because now we're talking about the costume. costume. But <laughs> stylish is, yeah. is a good way. Stylish, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. That indicates his character. He clearly has a concern for fashion. In fact, we with these two doctors, we have the first doctor's assessment of them from the three doctors. They're a dandy and a clown. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So is that a, a, so you finished, yep. Father Corey? Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. So mine are uh, dashing, commanding, and decisive. I felt like he was he, he was very decisive in in action. Uh, that he didn't often dither about what to do or 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 that sort of thing. He he really took action. Yeah, decisive is a good one for him. All right, uh, Jimmy, how about uh, you start with the fourth doctor? Whimsical, unpredictable, mercurial, mm. because he will show flashes of temper unexpectedly. Sly, I think he's like the a lot like the second doctor, but he's darker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he also has this sense of whimsical and quirkiness, and uh, he's like a dark version of the second doctor. Okay. Uh, Father Corey, my thought was class clown. He is very much, <laughs> you know, that that he he puts out that that attitude, but he can be a bit petulant, like you mentioned, Jimmy. He has a bit mm-hmm. of a, a temper, and he can kind of pout a little bit. Um, definitely the the phrase bohemian, you know, like his dress is bohemian, mm-hmm. but just that even that attitude of mm. kind of a you know foreign and alien, and kind of the you know the sense of not un, un, not known. Yep. Yeah, he is one of the most alien doctors. Uh, comical is also another yep. one you could use for yep. him. So I have uh, similar, uh, wor- the same words, in fact, whimsical, uh, sly, flighty. I felt like mm-hmm. there were, yep. he was really puckish. So he, he had a bit of that, uh, the, that clever desire to one-up others uh, and wild or untamed. I felt like he's mm-hmm. of all of the doctors. I feel like he's the most that, that can't be bound by c- the conventions of others or the expectations of others. So uh, mm-hmm. th- that was the fourth doctor, um, you know. And of course, we have the 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 most content of the fourth doctor to kind of mm-hmm. figure out his his. You know, he had the most episodes of anyone, the most stories. So you know, we we get to know him better than anyone. So uh, Father Corey, back to you on the fifth doctor. Uh, I think with him, um, somewhat reserved, but quick-tempered, um, smart aleck. He liked the hmm. smart aleck comments. Didn't always think things through. Okay. Jimmy? Without speaking of his physical appearance, mm-hmm. I think he was youthful in his attitude. Right. He was humble. He was vulnerable in a way other doctors weren't. He was, I thought, efficient and matter of fact in various ways. He he could have a temper that would flash at times. He also was, in contrast to the pacifism of the third doctor, the fifth doctor was willing to kill when mm-hmm. needed. Uh, he so he could be he could be ruthless at times. Um, but that would be my assessment overall. So. I feel like he's the one. He's one doctor I've, uh, apart from the eighth doctor, frankly, but the one doctor that I don't have a good grasp on beyond sort of surface. Uh, but I have him as solid, friendly, and earnest. I mean, I, I haven't seen the darker mm-hmm. aspects really so far, mm-hmm. but uh, but that's what I've so far I've seen of the fifth doctor. And uh, Father Corral, I'll give you the sixth one. Go right ahead. Oh, brash, <laughs> aggressive, arrogant. Full of himself. Uh, I mean, you could just keep going along that line, really. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Jimmy? Uh, similarly, bombastic, self-important, abrasive, irritable, unpredictable, especially in the beginning. Yes. And not someone I would like to travel through time and space with. Also, 
fashion conscious <laughs> in a clueless way. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah I have uh, mean, petty, prickly, and he gets terrible lines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it, I guess there's not much to be said about uh, the Sixth Doctor. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious on the surface, which is interesting given how well this defines his character in, in a bad mm -hmm. way. But we yeah. have a, but everyone I think agrees. I mean, I think there are some people who who like the Sixth Doctor. There must be, but but I oh, think no, there are actually, and we're judging based on the TV show at this right. point. We're not like yeah. what happens with Big Finish because actually, Big Finish gave him good scripts, has been giving yeah. him good scripts, and his character is much better rounded. You can still see he's the same person. But he's much better used by Big Finish and actually won a popularity contest mm -hmm. among the Big Finish doctors. Oh, wow. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the seventh doctor, played by Sylvester McCoy. Jimmy, I'll let you start with that one. Sly. Mm -hmm. Calculating. A little bit childlike, also humble. He remixes some of the same personality traits as the second doctor and the fifth doctor, but he's darker mm -hmm. um, and he can be cruel, but only for a purpose. Hmm. Um, I'm thinking in particular of an episode where he, he like shoves Ace into very uncomfortable situations for her yep. that can be perceived as cruel, but it's necessary for right. reasons that he knows that she doesn't. And so he can be ruthless, but it, he, he it's not he's not just mean without a purpose right but he is he's very clever thinking the long game and uh sly while also being whimsical and approachable yeah okay J uh father cory yeah i'd say impish uh mysterious mm -hmm. calculating like like you said jimmy you know he's he's looking at the long game he's he's trying to bring more the mystery more the there's more going mm -hmm. on than meets the eye hmm forward to seeing those later episodes then because i mean i, I really haven't seen a lot of that yeah you've seen the early sylvester mccoy episodes yeah before I, you realize he's playing seven-dimensional chess <laughs> yep. well, yeah what i see is uh funny goofy with an inner core of strength a somewhat hidden uh steel spine there that uh that is kind of covered mm -hmm. up by the goofiness uh so interesting well now we move into two doctors that we don't in 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 the visual side of things that we don't have a lot on uh right. which is let's start with the eighth doctor and i'll say what i what i have to say about it for first i guess this time is in the in the movie we get the regeneration madness and we don't have much to go on there there isn't a whole lot mm -hmm. of character to say about and then we have the minisodes the night of the doctor and it's a it's a much different doctor he's assured he's strong He's uh, resigned in some ways. Uh, it's it's the Doctor that we didn't see in in the uh, the Eighth Doctor special. Jimmy, what do you, what what do you have for the Eighth Doctor? Uh, I would say he's dashing. He's romantic. He's vulnerable. He is charming, and he like all the Doctors, he has a sense of humor. Except the Sixth Doctor. I mean, he has a good <laughs> sense of humor. <laughs> and he's competent and self-sacrificing, which is another characteristic they all tend to have is self-sacrificing. Hmm. Brother Corey? I really can't get, add much more to what both of you said. You know, self-sacrificing is the big one, you know, especially yeah. in the, the Night of the Doctor special. Right. Uh, so then we have, I want to throw put the War Doctor in here because this is where he falls chronologically in the incarnations. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, between the 8th and the ninth, And, um, as as played by um Jonathan John Hurt. Hurt. John Hurt. Uh he comes across as crotchety and weary. Very mm -hmm. like he's like tired, bone tired. Like it war weary, but just weary of life in general. Uh mm -hmm. that's really how that, that, that character comes across there. And sort of um half amused, half annoyed by his later uh incarnations. <laughs> Mm -hmm. which, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Jimmy, what do, you, what do you have for the War Doctor? For me, the defining characteristic is weary. Mm -hmm. um, also, a little bit of grandfatherly, mm -hmm. 
but weary is the dominant characteristic here, clearly, which is what they were going for. Right, right. Father Corey? I, I just, you know, kind of going along the lines of weary, but resigned to his fate. Mm, yeah. yeah. Dis- yeah. Despairing a little despairing. bit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, Father Corey, I'll give you the ninth doctor. Goofy, but also stern. Mm. You know, there's very much a stern aspect to him. Um, but he still still has that, that again, that whimsy, that, that you know, kind of wonder sometimes. Right. Lost. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. With the, the whole mm-hmm. after the war situation. Okay. Uh, uh, Jimmy? Guilty. <laughs> that's the word I was thinking. Goofy, whimsical, irritable, mm-hmm. enthusiastic, mm-hmm. angry. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Fantastic. He says. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say, I, I also said goofy, but I use the also dark and brooding. He, he brooded mm-hmm. a lot in that season. Uh, so very interesting. Um, all right, Father Corey, how about uh, the 10th Doctor? Likeable. Mm-hmm. You know, one that everybody likes. The, the, again, more the clownish, but the phrase that I, I know Jimmy likes to use, Time Lord Victorious. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Uh, how about you, Jimmy? Boyish. Okay. Um, in attitude. Uh, enthusiastic. Positive, arrogant, mm-hmm. and those are pretty much, I think, what I, I, the main descriptors of the Tenth Doctor for me. I would say for me, fun. So he was he was always mm-hmm. intent on you know running, having fun, like go you know the excitement of tr- the travel, but also sad and lonely. Um, I mean the mm-hmm. the classic memes we see of you know the the rain on the doctor as you know as he stands in the rain outside. I think of uh, Donna's house and 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 also I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Like that's like his <laughs> almost his tagline is uh, I'm sorry. So yeah, so sad, lonely, but also fun, and it, mm-hmm. you know this, this very interesting. And again, a little lost, I think. Um, it, Which I think all of the post time war doctors until maybe Jodie Whittaker have been that. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. In fact, that's going to keep coming up. Um, all right. And then, uh, Jimmy, what do you have for the 11th doctor? Boyish, but also old. Mm-hmm. In a way, David Tennant's doctor wasn't old in his attitude. Whimsical, goofy, enthusiastic, energetic, bonding. Hmm. He was capable of bonding with people emotionally in a way that other doctors haven't to the same degree. We literally had a family traveling on the TARDIS. Right. Mm-hmm. Vulnerable. And I think I said arrogant, but if I didn't, I would also say arrogant. Mm-hmm. There were flashes of arrogance that I did not find flattering for Matt Smith's doctor. Mm. Father Corey? Yeah, I, I wanted to say arrogant, but it's beyond just being arrogant, like center of the universe. <laughs> right. I think is more kind of some of those, some of those uh, speeches that he would give seem like it's, he was the center of the universe. The universe revolved around him. Uh, definitely the uh, mature, while childlike, mm-hmm. you know, kind of echoing what Jimmy said as well. Yeah, I think that self-centeredness comes through the like, when the Pandora opens and that episode where you know, they're all coming for him or later on um, at Trenzalore yeah. or, you know, it's always... Everything sort of centers on the doctor, and he knows it, and it's very important. I also have you know young. It's somewhat obvious, I guess, but that young but old thing is interesting. Mm-hmm. Certainly, if I want to phrase the arrogant in a positive way, I might say confident. He's very self-assured, uh, mm-hmm. but also lonely. You could see, especially in that one uh, where he keeps mm-hmm. visiting Rory and Amy, and yeah. you know when they're not traveling with him, he keeps coming back to visit. You could you could kind of tell he's that is that manic loneliness. Manic is actually another good one. But manic that, is good. That manic loneliness, uh, where he's trying to find things to keep himself busy, uh, which is very interesting. All right. So uh, so that was eleven. Uh, Jimmy, I'll give you uh, number tw- uh, the twelfth Doctor. Irritable, hmm. unpredictable. He grows to become more grandfatherly. Mm-hmm. He's he's real strict about his principles, uh, does not compromise easily. He's mm-hmm. not as pragmatic as other doctors. He's more dogmatic mm-hmm. when it comes to his principles. 
And with this doctor, I especially in the early seasons, I, I liked him better by the time we got to this final season with Bill. Mm-hmm. But early on, I, I did not like this doctor very well because of his abrasiveness and irritability and uh, at times cruelty to other people. Mm. Father Corey? Yeah, I think uh, kind of a contrast with him is distant, but also caring. And maybe that is part of the development of the character. I was going to say scatterbrain, but that's not the right, because I'm, I'm thinking of where Claire had to keep prodding him for, you know, just, he wasn't very observant. Maybe that's a good way to put it. Observant right. of others. Yeah, right. clueless, clueless is a good way. And it, that scene where Car- where Clara is handing him the cards. That's what I'm thinking stuff, of, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're all thinking of that, because that really encapsulates their relationship. She's she's his carer to try to help him integrate <laughs> with other people, because he's really bad at it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's really bad. He's a he's a not misogynist. What's the word? Uh, 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 a, a misanthrope mm-hmm. is is uh, what I think. He's like he just doesn't like pe- people. Um, he's tired, uh, but he's worldly wise. Uh, uncompromising is that is like you said, Jimmy. Um, wor- world weary. Uh, I think he's secretly caring when he cares for someone or something. He doesn't want other people to know that he, he cares. Um, he wants to hide that. You know, he's embarrassed mm-hmm. by by caring. Um, and much of this can be summed up in he's very Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, every time I see a Scotsman portrayed by a Scotsman in a show, whether it's this or David Tennant being a Scotsman in uh, Broadchurch, they come across as very, you know, uh, irritable, uh, wearied by other people. You know, that sort of thing. It's it's kind of funny. It, it, it's just I. The way I've seen Scotsman portrayed on BBC shows. Oh, so. well, so, okay, so we're talking stereotypes. If, if But as a counterbalance, uh-huh. check out on YouTube, there's a guy named Sean who's from Scotland. He's from Edinburgh, and he uh, does videos, travel videos, and he's, like, been to the U.S. and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. I think it's called Sean's Vlog or something like that. <laughs> um, but he has this kind of adventure show, and he is so positive. Right. He just he loves the United States, you know, and he and other places and he's very positive. So don't want to make it seem like the rain has depressed everybody in Scotland. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um all right, I think I'll start with the 13th doctor just because uh, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But uh I would say uh chirpy, mm-hmm. friendly, wants to be everybody's pal, very positive and and a Massive contrast to what came before. Yeah. Jimmy? And and that's pretty standard. Every doctor is a is meant to be in contrast with whoever immediately preceded him. Right. In Jody Whitaker's case, I would say she's pleasant. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh she's caring. She forms bonds with other people more easily than many of the doctors. And that's about it. And yeah. now it it may be partly because we've only had one season of her. But Christopher Eccleston, we only got one season of him, and he was more vivid. Right. I think Jodie Foster's doctor is the weakest. Jodie Whittaker, sorry. <laughs> this is in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> I think Jodie Whittaker's doctor is the weakest in terms of how she's drawn at this point. Yeah. They may flesh her out in the future, but there's just, she's pleasant, which she needed to be after Peter Capaldi. And that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Father Corey? I would add absent-minded. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. once in a while she plays kind of absent-minded, kind of—I mean, sunny and bright, you know—in both the sense of of again being friendly but also intelligent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, and not not overcompetent, not overconfident. No. Um, mm-hmm. She's really a counterpoint to the previous three doctors, where she doesn't come across as arrogant. I'm the cleverest in the room mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. That's so. That's a good exercise. A lot of fun, you know. As we we still got our rankings to go through, but uh, I do want to suggest to to the listeners if you have some, uh, yeah, some, some suggestions of things we might have missed that you want to add, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you know, you can email us at doctorwho at sqpn dot com with your list, and we'd love to have your rankings as well. So, uh, so you know, once we get through that, you can you can send that in as well. So let's do that. Let's do that. Let's, now that we've done this exercise of describing what we think of each of the doctors, uh, of their personalities, 
Um, let's rank them in our preference, an order of preference. And right. um, I'll go first because um, I haven't watched or even heard much classic Who or the Big Finish productions. Mm-hmm. So my list will be weighted toward new Who. That's just I tell you right off the bat. Um, so <clears throat> let, let me go first and get that out of the way. Then you can hear Father Corey and Jimmy who have much more experience with the older ones. Uh, so I will start, and I'm not going to include um, John Hurt as the War Doctor or David Bradley's First Doctor or the Peter Cushing Doctor Who uh, mm-hmm. or any of the other incarnations. Right. I'm just going to we go didn't with even, We didn't even do Peter Cushing. Right. Although, real quickly, grandfatherly, humorous, clever, and goofy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna we're just gonna do the thirteen doctors. So uh no surprise at the bottom of the list is uh is Colin Baker's sixth doctor. I just mm-hmm. they they it's not the fault of the actor, it's it was poorly written, poorly poorly done by the production staff. Um in number twelve, I would say I'm gonna put the eighth doctor, Paul McGann's, only because we have one movie of him in Regeneration Madness and one short video where he's mm-hmm. really kinda cool to base him on. Again, if I'd listened to the Big Finish productions, I'd probably rank them higher, but uh, b- based on what I've seen. Uh, at 11, I'm going to say William Hartnell's first Doctor. That was hard for me. Like That's pretty low, uh, but th- I, I, there are aspects I've liked so far, but the, um, the flubbing of the lines, the, his difficulty in, 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 in that is, is, is kind of hard, as well as um, just the age of the of the stories the 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 technical mm-hmm. style of them was hard to it's hard to rank it higher based on just the, the I, I i have a different preference for the the style i'd like to see uh at number 10 i will put the ninth doctor played by christopher eccleston um a little darker and more brooding than i than i'd prefer um he had a huge task ahead of him in relaunching the series it was almost impossible and as we've heard in the news recently i think we discussed recently that uh Christopher Eccleston in a memoir has talked about how he was suffering with depression and anorexia during that whole yeah. uh, filming of Doctor Who. So it was he was having a tough time of it personally. So I think it might come across in the shows themselves. So I will put him at number 10. At number 9, I would put the 13th Doctor, Jodie Whittaker, again, based on one season. She could rise like Peter Capaldi did uh, after his first season. His first season was not great, but it became much better in his second and third seasons, and I'm hopeful that she will as well, and that the companions, in a sense, will help that. I I like the companions much more than I like the Doctor in this this mm-hmm. this case, and I'm hopeful that they will help her rise up uh, in the further seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, at number eight, I will put the seventh Doctor, Sylvester McCoy. I I like him. He's kind of I like the 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 attitude, the personality. Uh, I do not like some of the writing <laughs> that they've done. Or the direction, the whole climbing over a railing to hang from his umbrella over a cliff <laughs> for absolutely no reason is somewhat symbolic of of that. Trust me, he does um, improve. So as you go yes. forward, trust me, <laughs> he Good. he improves bigly. <laughs> right. Uh, this was somewhat surprising to me because I thought I would have ranked him higher, but I'm putting the second Doctor right in the middle of the pack uh, at uh, Patrick Chowton at number seven. Uh, I liked the second Doctor. Uh, I wish that we had more of his opus available to watch and as mm-hmm. as you know I've only been able to hear some of them and I've enjoyed what I've heard but um he's good and I like some I like him uh but there's just the others are just a little bit better for me uh because at number 6 I'm going to put Peter Davison the fifth doctor I like I like that doctor he I like his stories um not a huge fan of Adric but I don't know who is uh, but but I, but I, I like the campaigns. I like Matthew those stories. Waterhouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but so I, I I do like I like the Peter Davison I've seen so far. I like his style. I like the that kind of that that the the way he carries himself in his stories. Um, at number five, a somewhat surprising choice I think for some people. Tom Baker, the Fourth Doctor. Mm. I like the Fourth Doctor. I really do. Uh, the I just like the others a little more, but. Uh, I really enjoy these stories. I'm looking forward to more and more of them. I've heard some good things about the Romana episodes. We saw Shada, but I want mm-hmm. to see more of him with Romana. Those have, I've heard are very good. Uh, so we'll 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 uh, we'll see with that how 
this list will change over time for me. Uh, number four, that my top of the of the classic Who doctors is John Pertwee, the, the third mm. Doctor. Um, I love I love the James Bond style. I love the his his attitude, his personality. Uh, it's a lot of fun, um, and and I like the Brigadier, uh, and so it's really nice. To, I think that that adds to this Doctor really really well. So I enjoy that. Um, and then in the top three. I'm going. They're all the new Who doctors. Uh, number three, I put Peter Capaldi. I really like the Twelfth Doctor. I, I I know Jimmy that you, he was one of your favorites, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed that Scottish snarky attitude that he came across with. He was a little too much in the first his first season. In the following seasons, I really enjoyed that, and so uh, I really like those stories. Number two, this was hard. The top two, I, I had a I had a tough time. I put Matt Smith, the the Eleventh Doctor, at number two. Uh, I really liked his stories. I liked Moffat's stories. I know a lot of people don't like Moffat. I enjoyed those stories, and I liked Amy and Rory and Clara and how they worked with the the 11th Doctor, and I liked Matt Smith's goofiness and that sense of be old and young at the same time. And David Tennant, he gets the top billing because he was the first Doctor I really enjoyed. I I was genuinely sad when he when they, when they he ended his run as the 10th Doctor uh, and could not imagine that I would like the eleventh Doctor ever, which is I, I gather the case for every <laughs> change in Doctors. It's like you, you just can't you can't imagine the next Doctor being as good. And people tend to like their first Doctor the most, yeah, whoever exactly. they're introduced to the series with. I, for me, that was Eccleston, but uh-huh. I really, but but it, David. But there's David, a clear upgrade here. Yeah, yeah it, it's absolutely. clearly better. So that's my list. Um, Father Corey, why don't you go with with your how how you ranked it? You did a little right. differently. I did, I did a little differently because it it's hard it's hard for me to to do these rankings when there's so many of the doctors that I like them fairly equally, and I do have a clear number thirteen and a clear number one. And I'll <laughs> yes. just start with that just because uh, you know the the number thirteen, the lowest one, is going to be probably the same for all three of us. Number six, Colin Baker. Uh, yeah. There are aspects of his character I like, but generally it's a very unpleasant character. But kind of a spoiler for for my list, a lot of the things that I don't like about the Sixth Doctor are things I see in the new Doctors. Hmm. So my list is actually more heavy towards the classic Doctors that I grew up with. Because, of Hmm. course, you know, I grew up watching Doctor Who, the the classic Who. And so what I did is I rank them more positive, neutral, and negative. And, you know, the Doctors I like more and the Doctors I like less, maybe the best way to do it. And, you know, the, I, I did say neutral because that's where I put Paul McGann, the eighth doctor and the war doctor again, right. because we don't have the corpus of their shows. They only have one episode of each, basically. But on the positive side, I'll start I'll start with the top. I always start up positive. My number one doctor is John Pertwee. Hmm. I love John Pertwee. I love again, as I said, 007 meets Time Lord. And he actually was not my first doctor. The first Doctor I really had the experience with, of course, watching Doctor Who on PBS was Tom Baker, because there were more episodes of Tom Baker, so you saw his episodes a lot more, and some of the first episodes that I saw was when they were showing some of the Tom Baker episodes, but John Pertwee is the one that has really grown on me, uh, just because of his personality, his action, his, yeah, everything, I love, I love his episodes, I love John Pertwee, so he's, he's my number one. Tom Baker is definitely one of my positives, again, because of his humor and you know kind of slapstick a little bit and everything you know we talked about about him peter davidson again one that i kind of grew up with and you know the younger doctor and watching him you know in in the 80s when it was shortly after his episodes came out that's that's the thing too is i was watching a lot of the classic who as they were first coming out not so much peter davidson that was a little before the time but definitely sylvester mccoy uh is one that's on my positive list because as I was really coming into Doctor Who and really getting to know uh, these doctors is when Sylvester McCoy was doing his show. So we would get them here in the States, at least on our PBS station, about six months to a year after they would broadcast over in Great Britain. So they were still being produced. I, I still remember uh, when they talked about it on PBS, you know, kind of announcing that Doctor Who was going on hiatus after Sylvester McCoy's era. And so this was, we were still getting the new Sylvester McCoy episodes as this was going on. But I, I like Sylvester McCoy as a character. Ace, you know, as a companion, is, I, I loved her. I thought she was fantastic. Uh, you're going to enjoy her, Dom, when we get to her. I can tell Looking you that. Looking forward to it. 
But uh, I do have uh, on my positive side, I do have David Tennant. You know, I do. He's he's my he's my one new who doctor that did make it onto the the positive side of the scale. I purposely took and mm. broke him in half. You know, so it's six above, six below, with the neutral being Paul McGann and the War Doctor. But David Tennant, I, I you know, he, again, you know, we just the 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 childlike attitude of David Tennant. Oh, and I forgot to mention. Speaking of childlike, Patrick Troughton is on the positive side as well. Uh, I love I love watching some of the Patrick Troughton episodes. What few we've been able we've been able to watch because he is almost that impish, childlike, mischievous, just fun. You know, he's fun, but he's got you know he's lot more lot more to him than that. Now, going on the negative side of the scale, and again, this isn't to say that I dislike these doctors. It's just I don't like them as much as I like the other ones. Um, of course, I said Colin Baker. You know, he's he's definitely on that list. William Hartnell because he was kind of grouchy and crotchety and, and some of the issues with the, the, you know, it, the new, the new series issues that you would see that you see with Dr. Who in, in the first, first doctor's era, Peter Capaldi, you know, same kind of thing, you know, the kind of the grouchy, some of it. And you know, again, there's lots about Peter Capaldi. I enjoyed, especially in the later seasons, but definitely he started out very rough. Matt Smith, just because he was almost a little too over the top at times. And of course, then again, there's the, you know, a little, a little, okay. very. <laughs> Very over the top at times. Uh, and then, of course, the, again, the, the Pandorica. Now, just ask yourself, who's going to come first and remember what I did to you? And it's just like... I know, the, the Stonehenge speech is a low moment for it, this doctor. And, and yeah. that, for me, just kind of put me off to him. Christopher Eccleston, you know, again, not... Say, you know, And that, that's, he's barely under... Chris, Christopher Eccleston, I'll say, is barely under that line because just the appreciation of what he was able to do to be able to be the doctor to come in and reboot the series or not really reboot the series but get the series going again you know and and so that we have new who now we owe so much to him but that doesn't mean i really like his doctor as much as some of the others and then of course jody whitaker mostly because she's just kind of an unknown still there's a lot i like that we did see last season and you know but there's there's more to go and I, I'm, I'm interested to see if, if she'll end up going above that that neutral line up to positive in later seasons so excellent that's a that's an interesting way of uh, of looking at it is is that above the neutral line and below the neutral line, um, because frankly some of my rankings are somewhat arbitrary. I needed a a number yeah. and I just stuck mm-hmm. them there, plot them there. Yeah, <laughs> on a different day that might have been forced choice test. Yes, a different day might have been looked at a little different. So Jimmy, let, let's give you the last uh, the last listing of your doctors. Well, I actually combined the approaches that both of you took. I have them both grouped in terms of positive, neutral, and negative, and I have them numerically listed. So I forced myself to do a a numerical ranking, but I freely admit that I go back and forth on some of these. On different days, I would adjust the rankings somewhat, but who falls in the positive, neutral, and negative categories doesn't really change for me, but where they rank within those can Starting with the negatives, and it's uh, like father, for me, it's six above, two in the middle, and six below. Mm. The negatives, starting with the the lowest, is Colin Baker, just because of the way they wrote him. And in thinking about these, I thought about if I were, you know, because I have the entire collection, and if, I, if I'm sitting down to watch an episode, I'm going to think, how much am I looking forward to seeing an episode with this guy in it? And with all of the negative doctors, there's, I like most of them. So it's not that I actively dislike them, but there's some degree of cringe or hesitancy to watch them or lack of enthusiasm with these guys. And for Colin Baker, that's the strongest. He's the one that I have the hardest time watching. Moving up from number 14 to number 13, Jodie Whittaker. And the reason is because she's so blank as a character. She is pleasant, and I like that, and she needed to be pleasant, but otherwise she is blank. And so I'm suspecting, hopefully, her ranking will rise with future seasons. But in terms of my level of enthusiasm for watching a Doctor Who episode, other than Colin Baker, Jodie Whittaker is the one I'm least enthusiastic about watching. And so so that's where I put her. I will say that of all she's an exception in this list uh, because of all the ones in the negative zone for me, 
she's the only one who is dominated by positive characteristics in my mind. Right. She is pleasant. But all of the others are dominated by negative characteristics, like Colin Baker's bombast and irritability. Moving up from Jodie Whittaker, we have The War Doctor by John Hurt. Mm. Uh, his dominating ne negative characteristic is he's weary. And that's part of the nature of his story arc is he's meant to be weary when we encounter him. But there's also so little to go on with him that I'm. I, it doesn't generate enthusiasm for let's watch his episode. I'm more interested in him for his big finish performances. So I'm not including those. I'm thinking about if I sat down to watch a TV episode, what's my enthusiasm right. level? His, not so much. He's not that compelling as a figure. But he's more interesting in big finish. Moving up from number 12 to number 11. Christopher Eccleston. I don't like the angry young doctor vibe with him. <laughs> I mean, I like aspects of his character and I and I will watch his episodes, but he comes across as too angry and too arrogant for me to be highly enthusiastic. So he falls on the lower half of the spectrum. Moving up from number 11 to number 10, William Hartnell. Again, because of the irritability. Moving up from number 10 to number 9, Peter Capaldi. Because mm -hmm. of the irritability and the arrogance. <laughs> I'm sensing a pattern here. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the irritable doctors near as much as I like the positive, happy doctors. Moving up into my middle zone, the neutral doctors, at number eight, John Pertwee. I don't dislike him, but I don't have, a, and I, and I, He's a mix. I like aspects of his character, but I also don't. He's just kind of in the middle for me. He's he's like he's sort of a neutral in my enthusiasm level for different doctors. Moving up to number seven, Paul McGann, because I I like the nineteen ninety six uh, special. I like Night of the Doctor. I think if I saw more Paul McGann on screen, he would be in my top group. But there's so little there that I don't have a huge amount of enthusiasm for revisiting those particular episodes frequently. He also gets loads of good Big Finish stuff. He has some of the best Big Finish stories ever. But I'm ranking by the TV. Moving up into the uh, positive group of Doctors, the ones I'm most enthusiastic about watching an episode of. Surprisingly at the bottom, at number six, but still positive, Tom Baker, who was also my first Doctor. There's a load to admire about Tom Baker's performance. I really like Tom Baker. He is in my top group, but he's not at the top of the top group. In preference to Tom Baker, who I would rather watch a random episode of, number at number five, Sylvester McCoy. Mm -hmm. hmm. Because he I I love the calculating that's going on. He's he's got the charm he's got the whimsy but he's also really devious and i find that combination more compelling moving up from there a very positive doctor david tennant at number four i like his uh bouncy youthful vibe the arrogance is not a positive for me but it's more than compensated for by the fact most of the time he's enthusiastic and ready to go and adventurous Moving up from number four to number three, Matt Smith. I really like Matt Smith's doctor. Again, the arrogance is something I do not like. But overall, I like his bouncy, zany quality. He is in a lot of ways a modern version, uh, a modern younger version of the second Patrick Troughton doctor. And I like that. Moving up from Matt Smith to number two. And this is in terms of the doctor's personality, not story quality. In terms of who would I like to watch on screen for an hour or two, Peter Davison, who is the original version of Matt Smith, of David Tennant. Um, yep. David Tennant is like a modern version of Peter Davison. I like Peter Davison's humble, matter-of-fact quality. I like his boyishness, his energy. I don't like the fact that he can sometimes be a little angry and snappy. but Overall, I, I really like his approachability and humanity as a doctor. And then at the number one spot for me, Patrick Troughton, the guy who saved the show and gave us 50 yeah. years. 
He had to be awesome following William Hartnell to save this show, and he was. Um, I love the humility. I love the bumbling. I love the whimsy. I love the childishness. I love a childlike quality. I love almost everything about Patrick Troughton's doctor. It's hard for me to think of an adjective about him that I don't like. Even when he's being petulant, it's cute because it's transparent how childlike he is being petulant. So he's my number one overall. Awesome. All right. So again, like I said, uh, this is our; these are our lists, and you can tell how differently they are. And I think if you get any three Doctor Who fans in a room, you're going to find uh, big differences like that. And <laughs> I think that's one of the things that makes our show uh, fun is that we all we come at this with different perspectives and different ideas of of what makes a a good Doctor and good episode of Doctor Who. So. Now, here's here's a wild card question that I only thought of as we were recording, so none of us have really had a chance to think of it, and we can cut out this part if we don't like it. <laughs> but two questions for each of us. Which doctor do you think you're most like, and which doctor do you wish you were most like? <laughs> That's a tough choice. Uh, okay, so... I'll go first to give you guys more of a chance to think about it since I've had it running in the background for a few minutes in my head. I think I am probably being honest. I'm probably most like Sylvester McCoy. Mm. I have the, I have the, uh, I have a bunch of the whimsy, but I also am always thinking in the background. And I think you see things like that in, for example, mysterious world. We've got the whimsy, but we've also got the let's do hard data analysis here. The one I wish I was most like, Patrick Troughton, which is the same combination of elements as in Sylvester McCoy, but skewed a little more positive. Mm. So I wish I was a little more childlike and whimsical, but I, all, I already have some of that in me, but I wish I had a little more. Uh, actually, we might add in uh, what, who, do, who do the others think you are, but yeah, I, don't, I don't know but, if that would well, be. <clears throat> yeah, no, if you guys if you guys have a thought about who I would be most like, I'd be I'm perfectly I'd love to hear it. Um I'm not I'm not sure this is interesting. Uh, Father Corey, do you want to go? Um <laughs> Answering the original questions or your add-on question? Uh, well, that's about the original questions, and we'll think about the okay, add-on questions. Okay. Well, I'll definitely um I would say if I had to compare myself to any of the doctors, I would say Peter Davidson. Um, mm-hmm. you know, cuz he is a bit reserved. Uh, sometimes he does speak a little too quickly than he really should when he does speak. Temper definitely is there, unfortunately. That's that's one of the things I got to work on. I definitely think that I'm, I'm a bit more like him than the others. And I would agree with Patrick Troughton. That's that's who I would love to be. I'd love to have that that just child childlike look on the world. Just you know, just kind of a go along and just enjoy life type attitude. You know, again, that mischievousness and but easily underestimated is the other one of the acronyms I used or, or phrase I used about him. And, you know, where there's some, there's a lot more there than just the surface level, you know, childlike attitude. Hmm. I would say for me, I think I, I, it's easy for me to say who I w- would most want to be like. I'd like to be like the third doctor, John Partwee, uh-huh. dashing, commanding, decisive, James Bond as a doctor, Time Lord. I would like to be like that. But it's hard for me to think of like, to be honest with myself about who I really am like, maybe the seventh doctor, you know, that, that bit of um, mm-hmm. goofiness, funniness. Um, yeah. With a bit of uh, thinking in the background there. Um, or maybe that's, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I know I can be goofy at times, but uh, there's, there's also that serious part of me that, uh, that that's in there too. So I, I think, I think so. Now, if I were to pick, if I were gonna be fun, I would say, yeah. Sometimes, some days I feel like the twelfth Doctor or the War Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> some days I'm like uh, the the second Doctor. But uh, but uh, interesting, um, I, Jimmy. If I were to pick for you, I'd say you're like the fourth Doctor, a little bit, like Tom Baker. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think so. I don't know. They, mm-hmm. It doesn't. I mean, the, none of them quite fit perfectly because you know, right? Being, of course, being the human beings that we are, we're much more complex than a character in a show. But um, there's a bit of that. Tom Baker comes across a bit leprechaunish sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's like a, the 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 whimsy, but there's there's a 
thought behind it. I, I don't know. It, it, mm-hmm. it just kind of comes across to me. Uh, Father Corey, I would say for me, you are like the fifth doctor mm-hmm. to me. Like Peter Davison. Like yep, Peter okay. Davison, yeah. Well, uh, Father, what are your thoughts on the two of us? Well, uh, Jimmy, you know, you've got such a great intellect and ability to share it, you know, for, I almost see more John Pertwee, hmm. you know, cause that's, you know, one of the things, you know, he, he knew everything and he knew, you know, all this stuff and, you know, <laughs> and it's just, you know, you, you've got such a great way to not just being able to know, know all this stuff and, you know, understand all these things, but to express it well. And of course that serves you well in your, your day job at Catholic Answers. So that's a good thing. Yeah. But so, you know, so I definitely see a bit of John Pertwee. Dom, I, I, I do see a bit of the Patrick Troughton in you, hmm. the, you know, kind of, again, the childlike, the, the impish and mischievous a little bit. Who, me? Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. How about you, Jimmy? I, I think I agree with uh, Father Corey's assessment of himself as Peter Davison, and which you also had, yeah. uh, Dom. Mm-hmm. I think that's the closest model for Father, based on my experience. But that's not a bad thing. But <laughs> that is not no, a bad it's thing. Not. I like Peter Davison. So. In terms of, of you, Dom, it's a little hard to say, my, especially not having thought about it for more than uh, you know, a few <laughs> seconds here. Right. Uh, but I would be inclined to say John Pertwee. Um, and I think that, and I, I find our assessments of each other fascinating mm-hmm. because it reveals, I mean, it's related to Johari's window, the concept in psychology of what you're aware of versus about yourself versus how other people see you mm-hmm. and stuff like that. There's a, a subjective element here for all of us, which is part of what produces the different assessments. I find it fascinating. I think this is a good listener question, too. Oh, yes. Yes, please. All of these. Which doctor do you think you're most like? Which do you think you would like to be like? And what would your guess be for those of us here on the show, since the listeners know us to some degree? I think also partly the doctors that are at the tops of our lists are there because, in part, we like them and see ourselves in them. Mm-hmm. And so I think there is a correlation. It's not one-to-one, but I think there is a correlation between who you like the most and how you see yourself and right. what you oh, want yeah. to be like. Yeah, I think that's true. I will say I'm glad that none of us said that either we think we're the sixth doctor or that e- 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 <laughs> yeah. any one of us are like the sixth doctor. I'm glad none of us went there. <laughs> if we if we had a sixth doctor as a panelist, he wouldn't stay on the show. No, probably not. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> so th- this this should be some good feedback, folks. I want some good feedback. Here, yeah, so. please. We want to uh, hear what you think of us and what you think of yourselves as well. Yes, this could be a very interesting a discussion. <laughs> Uh, so I, I think this was a fun exercise, uh, and, and I can't wait to see what we figure out to do for our 200th episode. But, uh, but for now, this is, this is a lot of fun. And we, I, I mean, uh, this is a lot of fodder for, for the audience to, to take part and to be part of the show. So we, we really looking forward to that. And by the way, I want to say, since it is our 150th episode, thank you to everyone for listening for, we hope you really enjoy what we're putting out there. Cause we definitely, I, I hope it comes across. We enjoy being here every week. Oh yeah to put these episodes out and I hope you enjoy listening to them and we want to hear what you have, what you have to say. I mean, we've, we've been at this for five years, uh, folks. This is wow. a long running podcast and not as long as yeah. some, but, but, uh, as far as, uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun and we put a lot of work into it and take a lot of our time and, and effort. And, uh, and a lot of people have supported us over the years and, and I do appreciate that. And speaking of people who support us, I do want to, as, as always take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create, the Secrets of Doctor Who, including this week, Jeffrey H., Janet W., Joseph G., Michaela K., and Chris D. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secrets of Doctor Who and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. All right, so here's your homework, folks. What did you think of our ranking of the Doctors? What is your ranking of the Doctors? Who do you think you are most like which doctor which doctor would you most like to be and which doctors do you think we are each of us like so uh, a lot of homework for you but uh yeah you i i know you're up for it and it should be a lot of fun to to, to do some of that please let us know by uh, you could do this at sqpn.com 
You can send us feedback at our Secrets of Doctor Who Facebook page, and you can also send us an email to Who at sqpn.com. And so we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the 10th Doctor story, Turn Left. Until then, Father Cory Stika, thank you for joining me and sharing the Secrets of Doctor Who. Well, thank you, Dom. And Jimmy Aiken, thank you as well. Thanks, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the Secrets of Doctor Who on StarQuest. And remember, we may not be the Doctor you want, but we're the Doctor you have. Right. This is going to be fun. I have no idea what that means. It's it's sufficiently uh, cryptic.